Welcome to Lonely Town, a killer's podcast with Jimmy and Derek. Today we are going to be talking about Pressure Machine, the, the album. We're going to be recapping it, uh, talking about our our thoughts now that we've talked about every track on the record. Kind of give us a, just a recap of, of our thoughts and feelings, how it's changed since the first time we listened to now. So, do you remember the first thing I texted you when we saw the lyric booklet posted online. I don't, <laughs> to be honest with you. I know we saw that booklet come out, and I remember just reading through it as fast as I could and trying to comprehend it, and uh, in my head I was trying to put, like, killer's music to it somehow, but it wasn't meshing, which now makes sense, but it's just crazy how it can go from that to when you actually hear it and it, like, fits, because I'm like, the bathing beauty down at the old mill park but then we now with the context of the song it like totally fits so no what did what was our text well i i remember ex- expressing my disappointment that there were very few it's it felt like there weren't very many nephi references for having it come out you know it was introduced as this is going to be about nephi and i thought well oh, there's not really a lot of nephi references in there but i guess that's why i wanted to bring it up is because you know the first thing you did was say your, your response was well what about the the old mill park, you know, and I thought, well, yeah, that, yeah, it definitely was there, and that's probably one of the best places that you could have referenced, just because we spent so much time hanging out there. But I guess for me, it was, you know, without the music, just like glancing through the lyrics, trying to find locations, I missed a lot and didn't get a lot of the the context that you get from the music, and um, you know, just by reading the lyrics, it's it's not the same as hearing a song, obviously, and that's what surprised me the most from that very first time I read the lyrics to now, is just how much more meaningful it is to me and how much more I feel like it is really is about Nephi and how many connections I see compared with the first time I saw it, when first time I read it, and just thought, oh, well, that was kind of disappointing. It's definitely, I don't feel that way anymore. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Yeah, I think, uh, like, it's almost like reading poetry. If you read lyrics, or just lyrics, it's like, it's like poetry without the uh, music and stuff. It's just not quite there. Uh, it was really short. I remember thinking, man, these are some really short songs. <laughs> you know, it's just a couple lines and a chorus and a couple lines, which is what every song is. But when they're put together, somehow it changes. And I remember the the booklet or whatever, it wasn't like the best print. So it was like kind of trying to zoom in on a PDF or whatever and, <laughs> and read a line and, you know, comprehend and, and go on. But I remember, I remember something about the rubber plant. I remember the, the kids getting hit by the train. And I remember the old mill park, those those the and the bathing beauty, I guess, in there with it. Those stuck out to me as like, wow, we we really are gonna do a Nephi album here. This really <laughs> this really is neat. It doesn't get much more Nephi than some of that stuff. So I thought, oh, this is gonna be interesting to see how it goes, how uh, how it's received by like the community and stuff, and then just people in general, like. Uh, it's, How is, uh, it's are surreal. people going to relate to an album yeah, about Nephi? Uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty surreal. And, uh, you know, I, I'm like, with you, I just, you know, it's almost like a comfort. It's almost like a blanket. You can listen to it, and it takes you home almost, you know. So uh, I'm happy with it. Yeah, it's definitely different. You can read on a page where it says free in the West Hills, free in the West Hills, free in the West Hills. It's like, oh, man, seriously, that's it? But then you listen to the song, and, you know, when he sings it, and when you think about, you know, more deeper about the story that he's trying to tell, it's just a lot more meaningful than reading Free in the West Hills on a page. Oh, yeah, you read it, and you're just like, well, he just says that three times. And you don't know if it's, like, Free in the West Hills or, like, how he's belting it out. We had no yeah, idea. you don't hear the emotion. You don't know what kind of emotion he's got 
Let, okay. let another thing with the songs and just talking with people and, and getting connected and getting a little more detail and stuff like some of the backstory that we can't even probably share now but that we definitely didn't have at the time that you can put with some of this stuff and I'm like wow you know like it reaches you different when you know different aspects or different things about the songs too so yeah one of the best parts about doing this uh, podcast together is some of the things we've learned that we wouldn't have otherwise learned just from, from oh, listening yeah. so yeah definitely so yeah I was uh is a trip. Uh, hopefully, there's more Nephi songs to come. I know it's probably going to go back to regular killers and you know different life experiences, different albums. But I hope this influence and, and kind of this adolescent phase or things that can go back to his youth a little bit. Maybe you know occasionally, maybe we'll get a few more. Uh, hey, this is about Nephi too. I know we've talked about Boy plenty of times, but I don't know. Maybe there's some other stuff in there. Yeah. So as we talk about the album as a whole now, uh, recapping it, what are your favorite songs? I know we've talked about it as we've gone, but now that we've gone through them all, has that changed at all for you? What What's your favorite? I, it does, and it probably does like almost monthly or weekly. <laughs> so I'll, I'll be really into something, and then I'll just, you know, at first I just listened to the first song because you'd be driving or going somewhere, and you just, yeah, start, uh, start at play, start at the first, so I'd hear West Hills, and you'd probably get, I don't know, I'd probably get to maybe Cody or Sleepwalker, and then, like, okay, I'm at my destination, and then start. Like, I won't ever really... I, I finished it, obviously. I've heard the album a few times at that point. <laughs> or I'd play it through, but, like, when I was just going around and doing stuff, I went skip around the song, so I heard those a lot. Um, but I think The Car Outside, uh, and then I really like to get by Pressure Machine. But I've always said West Hill, so that's four favorite songs. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I like, I like the back half. I like the... I relate more, probably, to the back half of, like life, work, um, you know, kind of the pressure that comes from the culture that you put on yourself or however you want to break that down. Uh, but as far as, like, taking me back to Nephi and stuff, I really, and maybe it's because it's the first one that we heard or whatever, but I really connect with West Hills just because I can picture it in my head. I can picture the story. And I, I don't know. That's that's where I'm at today. If we do this show in a week, I'd probably have different answers. But what about what about you? Well, before we move on to me, what about your your least favorite? Are there some that you tend to skip more than others? Um. Well, yeah. I mean, I I runaway horses is fine, but I, I, it's still still to me it's a Tom Petty song. <laughs> it's it's a good song, but it just doesn't really connect with Nephi. I know, and it's like, I don't know. I I probably the video didn't really do it for me. It's a fine song, but if it was the only one about Nephi, it'd been like, okay, that's our Nephi song, but it doesn't really connect with the place. It could have been anywhere in the in the south, but it could have been anywhere really. Um, and then anywhere with a barn on the outskirts of town. <laughs> yeah, and then that terrible thing is just pretty depressing and hard to listen to. It's not necessarily that I don't like it, but I like the the problem is it has all the good references, but it's in such a sad uh, state that it's kind of, it's hard to listen to. So. Uh, those would probably be the two that I'm more likely to skip. Um, yeah, that's probably the two. Okay. Well, my favorites, um, I think I've mentioned probably all of them before, but I really like um, In Another Life and West Hills are probably the top two. And then Quiet Town and Sleepwalker are probably next. And then uh, there's kind of a middle tier. My least favorites are probably Terrible Thing and Cody. And I know a lot of people love Cody, but it's just not for me. <laughs> yeah, you guys like guitar riff. I think, uh, I don't know, I got a little, 
I don't know why. I take some things kind of personal. If you remember when we were covering Cody, I was like, stop sending this guy, say this about, <laughs> you guys do whatever you want. But I was just like, you know, everyone related it to something that I don't think it was related to, or at least everyone from Nephi and stuff. And I, I don't know why that bothered me. But anyway, yeah, Cody has that good guitar riff. I think a lot of the people that like it probably don't like Pressure Machine. They like the Killers' other stuff. And so that actually had a little guitar going in there. It's a little more rock and roll, but... I mean, I, Cody didn't start a fire, so I, I don't know. It didn't start a fire in your heart either to listen <laughs> no. to it. So what about, um, do you have a favorite Nephi reference? Uh, something either something in Nephi or something about Nephi that, that you like the most from it? Oh, I, what I really like, and I think this was just me implying it in there, is uh, the driving around. Like, it really connected to me about people getting in their cars and driving around town for something to do. Or listening to things, or I know we talk Dragon Man a lot, so for me that really, in my head, like that's probably with the car outside, or like, you know, when he's driving down to pull over the gal and all that. But there's a lot of driving, and you think small towns, you don't think a lot of driving, but the majority of our time uh, spent is growing up there was was riding around the back of a pickup truck, or, or driving around trying to find your friends, or, or doing that kind of a thing. Uh, as far as like um, actual references, uh, the, the old mill parks, we hung out there quite a bit. The Bathing Beauty Parade, which isn't held at the old mill park, but it was just like, I, I, I remember, and I don't know if I shared this on the show or not, but, uh, when I got, you know, kind of in my mid twenties or whatever, I'd go to work and stuff and, uh, the, the huge stampede would be coming up. I'd always mention the Bathing Beauty Parade to somebody at work and they never believe you. And they're like, <laughs> what's this? And you, you explain it to them of like, well, all the, you know, girls in town kind of get sponsored, and they ride on these uh, muscle cars or, or these pickup trucks on, on the hood down Main Street in a parade. And then it culminated at the park where they'd have, like, a pageant, and they'd all be in their swimsuits, and, like, and they're like, no. And like, yeah, because <laughs> you're, like, in this wholesome little Mormon town, and they're like, there's no way this happens. Like, 16- and 18-year-old girls are on, on some muscle car driving down the road, and everyone comes and gawks at them. I'm like, well, it's not kind of, it's not like that, but maybe it is. I don't know. And my, I was like, yes, well, it's not like that, but, and they're sponsored by like TC's Express or, or whatever, you know, Country Crossroads. <laughs> and uh, the, the guy, the parade guy, like reads the stats and all that. So I'd embellish it or tell them the story of like, <laughs> you know, here's number 72 coming on. 72. You know, coming in a 1965, you know, Camaro. You know, this gal likes to play softball and whatever, you know. And then they go to the park and, but the thing that would always validate me is that next uh, that next uh, issue of the the Times News, which is the paper Nephi, would have the winners of the Bathing Beauty Parade. So it'd be like the winner and the runners up and everything, and have their pictures there at the park in their swimsuits with like their uh, sashes on. And so I'd always take that that uh, Times News from home and I'd take it up to work and I'd just put it down on somebody's desk and say, <laughs> "It doesn't happen, huh?" And, so. and they were always speechless of like, I can't believe this. I can't believe this is happening in cent central center of Utah, like in central Utah. And and I'm like, yeah, yeah. We do and then the next question was like, well, what time is it going to be next year? So they could attend, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> no one ever actually came down. But uh, so, so that was like grown up memories and really connected with me, even though it was in a sad, depressing song and, and everything around it. For me... It's a couple times in there talking about the canyon, mouth of the canyon, how dark the canyon gets, kind of a morbid uh, time in the song, but uh, I like that a lot. I think it's 
um, you know, the Salt Creek is mentioned a lot, and it flows through the canyon, I guess, curved out the canyon. And for me, that's just, it's just so pretty and fun to think about, um, you know, spending time in nature and out driving up the canyon. Multiple summers, I worked at a campground up the, up the canyon, so spent a lot of time driving up that road. Every time you drive to Manti or Ephraim and some other cities close by, you have to go through the canyon and spend a lot of time in there. It's just... You know, it's not the most gorgeous canyon in the world. It's not like the Grand oh, Canyon. Oh, come on now. But it's cool. It's, it's our, cool that it was referenced. It's our know. Grand Canyon. It's yeah. the, Mount, the, the gateway to Mount Nebo or something. You know, rather than, you know, previous songs have talked about the Sinclair Station and things like that. But for me, they're, they're cool, but not as cool as the way that he weaves the canyon into a couple of these different stories. And, you know, if you grow up in Nephi... The canyon's a big part of your life, so. I, I have a part B I just thought of. Uh, also in uh, Quiet Town, um, the video was really like, that was really probably the best music video of all time, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Agreed. Because this is all Nephi, but uh, where he talks about, you know, good people, and then we talks about his parents in the prime of their lives, and I think uh, we could probably both relate to that of our parents. When we picture them in the prime of their lives, it's going to be in Nephi. I think we talked about that at the time. And then just... The good people around town, like, I, I really think it's a good community. You get that feel, the small town feel, but people are there for each other, even when things go bad. So that would be my, my part B, if I can. It's hard to pick, because, like, <laughs> you know, it just is. Yeah, you, we talk, We started out talking about the reading the lyrics before we heard the song, and then you hear the song, and it brings out different things that you didn't notice just by reading the lyrics. And then, like you mentioned, with the music video... It brings even more layers to it. Um, you know, when I read the lyrics to Quiet Town the first time, I thought, oh, that's crazy, you know, to, to bring up those feelings again about, you know, back when uh, the train accident happened. And then when you hear it, you know, it's cool. It's, um, it's really upbeat and emphasizes the people of the town and how, how cool, <laughs> how nice they are and how down to earth and yeah, uh, forgiving and things like that. But then when I watched the music video, and it shows just some of those images that they they brought in with the animation, and it starts bringing you to tears. It's a completely different, <laughs> completely different uh, kind of a, situation uh, than just reading the lyrics. Yeah, it's like a hometown pride. It's like I can't believe this. Like because they did it very accurately for the most part, and it, it is like when when tragedy or something happens. Those I mean, it might be communities everywhere, but that small town community really comes together, really pulls for the people. They're always willing to you know whether it's set up a booth and do like a, a fundraiser of like a, a bake sale or GoFundMe or or whatever. I, I'm sure if you go down and talk to people around the town, everyone's got a story about when something went bad, but they all came together for something. And, and I think that's the essence of that song, even though there's there's bad things mentioned in there. Um, but yeah, the music video, even down to the J-Hill, was just like, <laughs> I can't believe this is real. Yeah, that was awesome. And I think as we talk about Quiet Town, doing a review of this album, I think we need to mention that Quiet Down has kind of ended up being kind of the single that, at least in Utah, uh, like we mentioned when we talked to Todd from X96, that's uh, the song that they, that it's been in their rotation of all the songs on, um, on Pressure Machine. And I don't know, now, you know, we're more than six months since it came out. Don't know how much it's still in rotation, but um, definitely need to mention that as we talk about the album you know recapping it how you know it was kind of weird that it didn't seem like there was a lot of marketing from the record label 
there hasn't been a lot that's come out. You know, we, there's a lot of things we're waiting for <laughs> that we know about um, that will help tell the the story of some of the things we've already talked about. But yeah, that's uh, I heard them getting by on there the other day. So oh, good. I think they're still playing, uh, especially like it is very Utah. I think Todd was kind of that way. So I think uh, they still got some stuff going, but. Uh, yeah, obviously, Quiet Town was a lot more of the popular, you know, song. I don't know what they're playing out anywhere else or uh, if it was just uh, kind of a, a release that they let Brandon do and they got it out and now on to the next. I don't know. But uh, hopefully this stuff comes out, Jimmy. That's just where I'm at. I know. We, we need something, not only something to talk about, but uh, we just need some things to happen. So we're bated breath. So um, I made a list. I walked, went through the lyrics and made a list of all the specific places in Nephi that are mentioned in the lyrics. Um, you know, I didn't count restaurant, where it talks about meeting her at the restaurant where she works. We think we know where that's referencing, but it's not said in the song, so I didn't write okay. it. Yeah. So there's West Hills, the mouth of the canyon, the Jones's rubber plant, Salt Creek, Old Mill Park, Ute Stampede, which the rodeo's mentioned, uh, vaguely, but or without without name, but the Ute Stampede is in the interstitial, so I'm counting that. Uh, local Hero Sports Bar, that's another one like the restaurant, um, where there's only one bar in Nephi. <laughs> it's not named, but... And then the canyon again. So, with that being said, Derek, are there any places in Nephi that you feel like were left out or that really belonged or really would help people understand what Nephi's about or Brandon's time there um, if they would have been mentioned in one of these songs? Yeah, I don't know. Brandon's time there, I guess, is Brandon's uh, interpretation of what his time there was. So I guess that would be down to him. But I think there's a few spots I would have liked to have seen. Uh, some of it did help when it came out with the, uh, you know, with the videos and things uh, where we had the J Hill. Uh, I think that's very. I don't know if you grew up in Nephi. You know the J Hill, uh, the old the uh, the old gym. I think oh, we yeah. talked about that when we talked about the concerts. Uh, it was, uh, and the reason was. For a lot of us, we'd go skating, like back when rollerblading or roller skating was the cool thing to do. Uh, I think it was Friday and Saturday nights, and I've only been one of those. But you'd go to, uh, it was called the old gym because it was the old gym of a high school that used to be there years ago. Uh, but you'd have to walk up these stairs, and you could rent your skates or whatever. But it was where a lot of us were first introduced to a lot of music. And there was a family that, that ran it, and you'd go and you'd skate, you know, and just like everywhere else had skating rinks, but it was our skating rink in a small town. That's where you got, you know, a lot of interaction with people, even away from school. And I just think, you know, for me, that was like a lot of music was, was in there. Um, and then Any just, songs that you pop into mind when you think about skating at the old gym? It's usually 80s hair metal, some, <laughs> some like Foreigner or like, uh, I don't know, Def, Def Leppard, <laughs> Couples Only, The Snowball. I don't know something like that. I, in my mind, there was a there was a disco ball which I don't think was there. Was there? Yes, there was one hanging up the, in the middle of the gym. They had a little, they had a little uh, like DJ booth, and then we also played our junior jazz basketball games there. They had all these hoops up that were like I don't know what were they like eight feet probably or something like that. Like uh, probably you know four or six of them. I don't know how many were in there. Uh, but so there was a recreation place, and, and junior jazz was just like a like a peewee league type town. I don't know how we, like people overseas would know what that is <laughs> or, or care, but it was like a recreational <laughs> basketball league for kids. Uh, let's see, where else would I like to have had in there? Like I, the main street, the light, the old light. You did a good thing on the Instagram the other day. 
uh, where you had the red blinking light. I think that, um, I mean, I think that, I don't know when that was replaced with the stoplight. I don't exactly. I put mid-90s is when I think it happened, but I, or as, as best as I could guess on when it was changed. I know, uh, I think that was referenced in, um, if you could read my mind. Well, he says I got the green light, which is funny because at the time there wasn't one. Well, I, I, that's what I think. Well, maybe when he when he left, it was there by that time. I'm trying to think maybe. When, we, when we started driving, if it was there or not. Uh, I love like the old Nephi stuff, like the Safari Hotel. You know, the, the lights that was like the the old neon, the old '50s or '60s when people have to drive through town, uh, like the old Main Street kind of stuff. Um, I love the the uh, Frosty Freeze sign. Which is is no longer there, which I gripe about all the time. But just that kind of a feel, like to me, the old Nephi. Kind of when we were growing up. I know Brandon said it was basically growing up in the fifties, and at first you're like, I don't know about that. But the more I think about the old feel of Nephi, like the old Main Street, you had the the Starlight, the Safari, you had the uh, uh, the cafe across the street that's now a Mexican restaurant. Um, you know, you had the old Mickelson's building, which was Movies Plus, and you had on the other end of town. You know, you had the the uh, Frosty Freeze, you had the Bards by the Park, like these old kind of, uh, we always called them Dairy Queens or whatever, but it was just like a, a little burger joint, and you kind of had that small town feel. To me, I can kind of get where he was coming from. Uh, we didn't have a stoplight or anything, like, you know, you're dragging Maine, and if you look off to the side and you see these neon hotels from the from the early earlier, you know, part of that a century, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to say something. Somebody's going to say they're not that old. They can contact me and say, well, you know, whatever. But uh, I can see how he could make that jump, especially if you uh, put that to like Vegas where everything's new. They're always building new. Um, the two spots of his life that he was familiar with. But uh, those are those are the things that popped my head right right when you asked the question. Yeah, well, you, talking about that, you made me think of, you know, growing up, we'd jump on our bikes and we'd ride down to 7-Eleven and get a Slurpee or we'd Right or walk down to the snow shack and get a snow cone and you know to me that's like it seems pretty normal thing to do but in a lot of places that's probably not something you've done since the 50s I don't know the Tierra Cafe that's what it was called my dad would be mad if I didn't say that because <laughs> he was like a, a dishwasher and line cook growing up there so uh, doesn't exist anymore um, there was like a hotel across from there too that got tore down I can't remember what that was called. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I, I like I like the old historic feel. I would have liked some in the pictures and stuff. I, I like some of the pictures that were from Nephi and around there. I would have liked to have seen some of this older, I don't know, vintage Nephi, I guess if you'd call it that. But, you know, I'm not disappointed with what was there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the, the three things that I put on there that I wish would have been mentioned are the airport. It's probably not a big part of a lot of people's lives, but it's become a bigger part for me. A lot more important to me now uh, that the name's been changed. Uh, the golf course, just because, you know, it's right there at the mouth of the canyon. It was a big part of my life. I know it's a big part of Brandon's. I don't know how you bring in golf into a into a rock song, but that would have been cool. Well, and every time we talk to somebody about Brandon, 90% of it, the answer or where they got familiar with him or where they talked to him or, or hung out was the golf course. So it was a big part of Brandon's life, too. Yeah, and then the last one I had was the high school, just because your school is a huge part of your growing up life. Even when we weren't at school, when we wanted to... You know, we'd throw on our rollerblades. We would ride down to the the school. It's like we're we're here all day, every day. Can't uh, wait to get out. Yeah, but I see the same. I'm I'm pretty close to the high school where I live, and I see kids walking down there. I remember that feeling of you know it's something you're familiar with. It's a place you know you can go away from your house, 
hang out with your friends um, that you're familiar with and kind of more just kind of gravitate to it. Kind of a social feel. Uh, we do kind of have a high school song from Brandon about that, the, his time there. Uh, well, my ear may not talk about that ever. Is Yeah, you kind of have those social interactions there at high school. Um, it's a place you couldn't wait to leave, but then it was a place that you could come and feel familiar with. Yeah, I guess there is a Andy Era Star talks about aspects of the high school with the field and the trophy case and the locker. So, Derek, are there any other things from the album um, now that we've gone through all the songs? Are there things that came up after we reviewed the, the songs that you wish you would have said or that have changed meanings for you about the songs since we last reviewed them? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, just... Uh... It's kind of interesting what, what people were more interested in, I guess, as we've talked to people. Uh, I think West Hills, for a lot of people, was, uh, you know, favorite song and, and different things. Um, I do think, yeah, I, I took that personally as how I related to it after talking with you and a few things. I think yeah, it could go in different ways of, of where the West Hills or where you were escaping or how people were going out uh, to the mouth of the canyon, that kind of thing, could interpret the golf course, uh, some different things. Uh, Quiet Town, um, I don't know. I think we covered that a few times, kind of with the video and stuff. Uh, but I think you could always dig more into like, hey, we used to do this, or this could mean that. Uh, I I don't really know, I guess. Uh, I'm sure if we were to re record every song, I would come up with something different. You know, every time you hear it, it's just a little different. Or uh, Sleepwalker, it was like in the fall. I was really connecting to it because of the fall leaves and everything, and like the whole, like uh, you know, uh, similarity with somebody going through mental illness to like be depressed where they come out of it in the springtime. Now it's winter, looking out the window, there's, <laughs> there's snow on the ground. I don't know if I went that deep with that, <laughs> but um, you know, there, there's little things, but I don't think there's anything major where I'm like, oh, I wish I would have said that. Yeah, now when the um, when spring comes around, you'll see the mountain come back to life from within. It'll have a, a totally different meaning for you then, too. I'll pop, the, I'll pop it on, and, and we'll uh, be driving up the Nebo Loop again listening to it. But One of the things that I thought of that I didn't mention or that I thought of later um, from West Hills, to me it was interesting that um, he starts out by saying, I was born right here in Zion. Uh, Zion, we've talked about um, one of the meanings uh, for the, uh, in the LDS Church is the pure in heart. I don't think I mentioned this when we, when we did the, uh, reviewed the song, but... One, mean, one of the meanings of Zion in the culture here is the pure in heart, a Zion people. And at the end, when he talks about how God will judge him by his heart, God will know his heart. I, I just really like that part, how it ties the beginning and the end of the song together. Where he's talking about how he's, he was born here, but he's not really, he doesn't really fit in. Um, but in the end, um, it's his heart that will allow him to, to return to live with God. So I really like that part uh, of the song. And then there's, um, we talked in our last song, we talked about in, uh, the getting by. Um, we talked about how at the end he talks about boy and son and how it's most likely a dad talking to a son. But as I was thinking back to the, you know, when we talked about West Hills, we, we mentioned all the different sons. There was the son of God. There was this guy being God's son, the protagonist. And then there was the boy, the son, the girl he was dating. When I thought of the getting by in terms of, those all the references to a son in West Hills. I started wondering if the last line of, of getting by the getting by is really God talking to this man who's who the lyrics are about, where he says, "Put in a, put another day in son and hold on till the getting's good." Where throughout the song, the guy is wondering if 
Uh, everything he's done has been for nothing. Hold on till the getting good, getting's good isn't the guy talking to his son, but it's God talking to the guy, saying, um, you know, keep on putting in the work. You'll prosper in this land eventually. I like that. And I think, so when we hear the album and stuff, we hear it in that order. But I don't think that's the order that it was necessarily written. I think that it was probably more of a story, and I do think there was more of that a double meaning, um, more to it than just what we heard. And I don't know the order chronologically that the songs came out in. That might be something fun to try to figure out someday. Plus there's some stuff missing that didn't make it or, or whatever, but... I do think you have something there. You talked about bookends last week uh, of those songs, and I, I think that's probably something there. But I do think you have something on where it starts out in the West Hills, and it's this guy dealing with his family and his son, and it ends with like a father and a son kind of relationship that could mean you know directly that father and that son. It could be referencing God and and Jesus as father and son, or it could be referencing. Uh, that guy's relationship and being the son to God in the bigger theory kind of feel. So I, I think you got something good there. And I think next time I listen through the album, I'm going to try to think of it that way and see if I can connect some dots that way. Well, hopefully you can explain it to us a lot more I don't think I'll be able, than I just I, did. Russell had any other thoughts on Pressure Machine? I don't know. I mean, uh, we didn't really talk about it. Grammys are coming up. Uh, I don't know if it's this week or next week as we record. I don't know if it's because I was just like, you know, got my rose-colored glasses on or whatever. I was pretty surprised that they didn't get any nom nominations for uh, anything. Um, I think they kind of got snubbed there. I don't know where to put it, if it was like a folk album. But there's enough, like, little categories <laughs> There's stuff. enough categories. I really want Brandon to get the uh, the Grammy. I was hoping this would be the one that would connect it with Nephi. Um, so that kind of surprised me. Uh, the other thing that surprised me is the for the small town of Nephi and how everybody knows everything and talks about everything and it's all interconnected and maybe it's on the down low or maybe I'm just not hearing it as much. I haven't heard too many uh, conversations and maybe it's because people had to sign things that said they wouldn't talk about it. But I thought there'd be a lot more scuttlebutt going around. I thought there'd be a lot more talk about it and people, you know, opinions. I think like we talked to, uh, I think it was Joey uh, and he talked to his family, you know, and, I've talked with my family. You've mentioned that you've talked with yours. I think everyone's kind of had individual conversations, but I don't think there's been like a collective, like, I can't believe this is about Nephi. Like, you know, like we talked about with the video and stuff. Uh, I know some people from Nephi have commented, but I don't think the the talk, the water cooler talk, the, the greater, you know, I don't know how to say it, the community hasn't really shared a whole lot of that that I've heard. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, even talking to people that aren't my family, like friends and, and people I know down there, it's kind of like, yeah, I guess Brandon was doing his thing. Like, I thought, because if if, uh, if something happens on the news, like if a, a meteor was to hit Nephi out in the West Hills, and it was nothing great, but it's just a meteor was coming, like that would be the talk around town for two months. You know, so when a major album comes out uh, about Nephi from a kid that was from there, that everyone, I mean, when they first got big, everyone was happy to talk about Brandon, and, and I knew him when, and whatever. So I thought there'd be a lot more talk, either good or bad. I thought there'd be letters to the editor. <laughs> I thought there'd be Facebook posts. Uh, so that surprised me, but, you know, that's that's probably it. Yeah, I bet if it was their first album, it would have been a lot different than, than now, just because, you know, people are familiar with uh, the fact that he's from there, and they've come out with hundreds of songs. 
And um, so it's just had time to marinate that there's somebody famous from Nephi, and that's probably and the probably, only explanation I could give to it. And probably a lot of people that were closer to our age or generation that grew up and kind of had relationships or knew him uh, directly. I know there's still family members and, and things uh, in the area. Uh, probably moved away. If we were all kind of there, probably still in our early to mid-20s, maybe that would be a little more that way. I don't know. Yeah, I bet it would. So, no, that's all I got. Um, it's been it's been a fun journey. I'm glad that we chose to do it. I'm glad that we took the time to do it. And uh, I'm glad that people are listening <laughs> and seem to care about it. <laughs> uh, with that said, Jimmy, I guess that's another episode down from, uh, from Lonely Town. Yeah.